Hello and welcome to another edition of Farmland. Now as we all know, it's election week, so we're doing things a little bit differently. Here's what's coming up. We look at the political party's manifestos in relation to agriculture. And we find out how to get the cows milked in the event of a power cut. Power outages pose a major challenge for farms, especially dairy, as we saw during storms in recent years. Air dairy specialist Emma Gilshanen finds out how to power the parlour with the use of a generator. Adverse and unexpected weather conditions can play havoc on farms at critical times throughout the year, particularly on dairy farms when it comes to milking time. For this reason, generators are becoming a common sight on farms. Today Vincent will be showing us how he sets up his PTO generator to run his 40 bale rotary parlour in the event of a power cut. The name is Vincent Gorman, Ballandrum uh, Farm at Thai County Kildare. Uh, we bought this farm in 1990. Today we're, this coming year 2020, we're hoping to milk 360 cows. But that wasn't always the case. When quotas were removed in 2015, we were milking less than 100 cows, so we have done quite a bit of an expansion since then. And we put in the infrastructure to go with that. So what you see behind me here is a 40-unit rotary parlour. Uh, we built a cubicle shed for 300 cows, two new silage pits, slurry lagoon, and cabin facilities. Well, I suppose one of the first considerations when you decide to go down the rotary route you start thinking, if the power goes and there's 40 cows on the rotary, what happens? And you realise suddenly, well, that you have to solve that problem. So the only way to solve it is to have an on-farm generator. So it was part of the planning and the infrastructure that we put in from day one. With the, we have three-phase power on the farm for the rotary and uh, we bought a three-phase generator off of Ronan Bradley in Port Leash. And I had previously bought a single phase off from more than 25 years ago. It's an essential part of equipment because we would get an average uh, over the last number of years probably 8 to 10 power cuts in the year and for no apparent reason like we all are aware when there's a storm forecast that you may get a power cut and the power may go but uh, it happens at times of the year when there's no storms and you know we, had, we have heard from DSB that birds have tripped out the power on occasions and things like that but as far as we're concerned it's an essential part of equipment. It's probably the easiest part of equipment to install because it's only a matter it's delivered on site. We have one that's uh, worked from the tractor obviously, so it's just a power shaft. All you have to do is drill the wall and put a, the shaft out through the wall. So it's, it's external, it's in, it has its own um, house for uh, what we call the electrical store where all the equipment is for the power for the parlour and for the farm. So it's in there, it's out of the way and it's safe and dry and it's only a matter of backing up the tractor to the wall and connecting the power shaft to have power. And go to the electrical unit and switch the off from the ESP onto zero. And then I have to go and get the tractor and bring it in, back it up, and connect the power shaft or the power to PTO shaft onto the tractor. I then engage the tractor at low revs and build it up to 430 revs. That's the the level you work the generator at. So then I just come down off the tractor and come into the powerhouse and put the power from zero onto generator and then turn down the trip switches on the generator and the power cuts in immediately. Uh, to me it's as important as the bull tank, you know, because you never know when the power is going to be cut off for whatever reason. It may be DSB connecting a neighbour, it may be a storm, it may be someone 
doing development in the area and with a digger and catches a lion or something like that and trips it out. As far as I'm concerned, um, I don't think you can dairy farm without a generator because the day for waiting on power to come back at 8 or 9 or 12 o'clock at night to milk cows, to me that day is gone. Well that's it from us. Don't get caught out without power when the next storm hits. Having a generator on hand will ensure nothing will stand in your way when it comes to milking your cows or cooling your milk. Still not sure which way you're voting? Well, we're here to help. Claire McCormick takes a look at what the main political parties are offering in their manifestos in terms of agricultural policy. This Saturday, farmers will cast their votes for politicians who will play a pivotal role in the future shape of Irish agriculture. On the ground, the chronic level of farm incomes, the challenge of reducing emissions, the threats of cutting the suckler herd, a live export ban, carbon taxes, carbon quotas, has farmers' backs against the wall. Farmers need a government that they can rely on so they can get on with what they're best at, producing food. So who's going to step up to the plate? Let's look at the manifestos. So what are the top priorities for Fianna Gael on the next Common Agricultural Policy? It will push for the cap budget to be maintained and it will also support further capping of basic payments. In other EU-related priorities, Fianna Gael will carry out an economic and sustainability assessment of the EU-Mercosur trade agreement that will feed into any action on ratifying the deal and it is also committed to pursuing the development of protected geographical indicator status, that's PGI status, for Irish beef. Fianna Gael will ensure that the Beef Task Force implements the beef agreement that was reached last September. It will also ensure a further €85 million Euro for schemes targeted at the beef sector and it will encourage the establishment of more producer organisations. So what else is in the manifesto? Fianna Gael is going to publish a successor strategy to the Foodwise 2025 report with climate mitigation measures at its core. It's going to establish the implementation of a regulator to oversee the Unfair Trading Practices Directive. It will move to increase payments per yo under the Sheep Welfare Scheme from €10 Euro to €15. Euro. It'll support the continuation of the nitrates derogation and it will also implement the McKinnon Report in the forestry licensing system. On achieving zero emissions by 2050, Fine Gael has committed to increasing carbon tax to €80 Euro per tonne by 2030. It will also introduce a microgeneration scheme for farmers, allowing them to generate renewable electricity on farm that they can actually then sell back into the grid. Fine Gael says by 2023 it will have stopped peat being used for electricity generation and by 2025 it will put an end to coal use. It will also provide under its just transition 80 million euro in funding for peat restoration in the Midlands to be funded through a repurposed PSO levy. What are Fianna Fáil promising on the next cap? They too are supportive of a national ceiling on EU payments um, with a restriction on €60,000 on basic payments in Ireland. They say they will introduce a compulsory redistribution income support to support small and medium sized farms in the next cap. 
and they also promise that the next cap will accommodate the 3,500 forgotten farmers in Ireland. Another priority at EU level is for this PGI status for Irish suckler beef. To tackle the beef crisis, Fianna Fáil pledges to introduce a €200 Euro per head suckler cow payment on the first 20 cows in the herd. It also plans to ensure that the beef scheme remains a permanent suckler support scheme and it too is supportive of more producer organisations being set up in the beef sector. So what else? Fianna Fáil says that they will establish a new independent state authority called the National Food Ombudsman that will protect Irish primary producers in national law. They say that they will allocate an additional 50 million euro on 2020 levels uh, to the ANC scheme and they also intend to expand farm assist. Fianna Fáil also says it will support a carbon tax uh, increasing up to 80 euro per tonne up to 2030. And specifically to reduce ammonia emissions, Fianna Fáil is also supportive of introducing a 100% allowance on some low emission slurry spreading equipment uh, for farmers over a four year period. Sinn Féin's manifesto for the next cap says the party will work towards front-loaded per hectare payments throughout the state and an upper limit again of €60,000 payments per applicant. It will ensure that corporate enterprises such as factory feedlots are excluded from direct payments. In other EU-related policies, uh, Sinn Féin says it will inform the European institutions that Ireland will not ratify the EU-Mercosur trade agreement. To tackle the beef crisis, Sinn Féin promises to reform and extend the BDGP scheme um, and to ensure it's suitable for small suckler herds. Again, they would support the introduction of a €200 Euro per head suckler cow payment um, on the first 15 cows in the herd and Sinn Féin says it will also enact its uh, beef price transparency bill uh, which will identify the extent of true profits, it says, um, among processors and retailers. Its other farming priorities include the establishment of a commission on the future of the family farm. It too will introduce an increase to the sheep welfare scheme of €20 Euro per yoke. It will, Sinn Féin will bring an additional €25 million to the ANC scheme they will introduce an environmental basic income pilot scheme specifically for small farmers. They will establish Ireland as an officially GMO free agricultural state and they will also ban below cost selling of fresh food products by retailers. On tackling Ireland's carbon targets, interestingly Sinn Féin says it will not impose a carbon tax increase. However, it will provide an additional 4 million euro to the Just Transition Fund's annual budget. The Social Democrats will allow small and local producers to compete with national and international retailers by removing below-cost selling. They will reduce emissions and costs by using shared machinery co-ops. They will introduce a voluntary purchase scheme on unprofitable farmland to be converted into protected native woodland. They will seek the continuous phase out of peat burning power stations and explore the possibility of converting some of them into biogas facilities. 
the Social Democrats say they support the principle of a carbon tax. On the next cap, the key priorities for the Green Party are a transfer in direct payments from Pillar 1 to Pillar 2. The Green Party will also support further convergence of cap funding. On a more controversial note, the Green Party is also seeking to ban the export of livestock for slaughter in non-EU countries. And it doesn't stop there. They would also support the phase-out of the export of unweaned calves. The Green Party will also seek to increase land being farmed organically to 20% by 2030. They will look to establish an energy efficient farming scheme uh, with special grants for on-site renewable energy. They want to keep Ireland GMO free and they will also seek a board BIA funded bonus for zero movement beef bread cattle. They will also look for a new afforestation programme with special incentives for farmers to plant one hectare of their farmland. And if necessary, they say they will phase out the nitrates derogation. On carbon tax, the Green Party will take it a step further than Fianna Gael and Fianna Fáil by increasing it gradually over the next 10 years to 100 euro per tonne of carbon by 2030. They will also end all subsidies for fossil fuels and they will reintroduce a tax on flights. The Labour Party's farming pledges include the reintroduction of the early retirement scheme. They will also extend TAMS to beyond 2020 and they will seek to implement a simplified hedge cutting grant scheme. On carbon tax, they too support an increase up to 80 euro per tonne by 2030. That's what's on offer from the political parties. As it stands, the polls say Sinn Féin is in the lead with Fianna Fáil hot on their heels and Fianna Gael in third position. Now it's up to you to decide. We hope that makes it a little clearer for you and that you're ready to vote on Saturday. Until next time.